Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Nia Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. Today, we are going to be talking about contemporary poet Ada Limon. Ada Limon was born on March 28, 1976 in Sonoma, California, where she grew up hiking in hills and wandering around creeks and wooded areas. Limon has said that her upbringing has made her feel personally connected with nature and generally more comfortable being alone. Landscape, natural imagery, and place are also central to her writing. Limon comes from a mixed race. Mexican-American background. Limon is also mixed of Irish, Scottish, and German descent. Ada has said that she has felt insecure about her inability to speak fluent Spanish, though she feels closely connected with her Mexican heritage. Even her grandfather rarely spoke Spanish, and she was not raised in a bilingual home. She says that some of the shame she feels comes from the assumptions that people make about her identity. She was raised in two households with four loving parents after both of her parents remarried. Her father's household, she describes, was a bit more well-off financially. Her dad was an elementary school principal and her stepmom was a speech pathologist. In her mom's household, her mom was an artist and her stepdad was a waiter and a writer. Lamone reflected that growing up in such a way expanded her perception of what success means and gave her a strong worth ethic. Having artists in the family also helped her in her own artistic development. Ada has said that her stepfather and mother read every first draft of every poem that she writes. Her stepfather has known her work since the very beginning, so she trusts his input entirely. Lamone's mother, Stasia Bradley, is an artist that works in ceramics, sculpture, and painting, often painting vivid landscapes and animal portraits inspired by the terrain of the Sonoma Valley. Ada's mom has actually created all of the cover artwork for the books that she has written. Ada says she just gives some sensual themes and the manuscript itself, and then her mother paints a response to the collection. I think that that is so beautiful, and I also feel like that connection between a mother and a daughter, I feel like mothers always know exactly what their daughters want, what they're looking for, so I find that absolutely beautiful. Ada attended drama school at the University of Washington before pursuing her MFA from New York University. Although she had taken some creative writing courses as an undergraduate, she came into the program mostly with a background in theater. Her MFA, she said, was essential in getting her up to speed. She loved doing all of the readings, encouraging new poets, and participating in discussions where she was really able to learn about historical context and the relevance of the poems that they had to read. Some of Lamone's major influences include the music of Aretha Franklin, the scholarship of indigenous botanist Robin Wall Kimmer, and the poetry of Lucille Clifton, Pablo Neruda, Nikki Finney, Sharon Oates, Mary Howe, and Joy Harjo. 
Lamone lived in New York for 12 years before moving to Lexington, Kentucky for her husband's job and for a more rural lifestyle. She has spoken frequently about the benefits her move had on her life and work. Having more nature around her is a major source of inspiration. She also says that the move gave her more time and space to write. In an interview with the Creative Independent, Lamone said that moving allowed her to be a little more vulnerable and maybe a little more tender, which really opened up her writing. I don't think it would have happened if I'd stayed in New York. I think there's a self-preservation and a self-protection that happens in any big city, she mused. Lamone writes frequently about her personal life, from her move to her identity as a Latinx woman to her relationship with her family. Most of her poems are autobiographical, she has said. Some topics that she writes about are deeply personal, like her experience trying to conceive a child. She shared that it was particularly scary to write about her physical vulnerability, the vigility of her body. About these sensitive topics, she said, I don't know how to really process what I was going through in my own personal life without just writing about it. Writing is how I make sense of the world, so it would be hard not to write the poems. Ada Lamone has written in many different genres. For many years, she worked as a copywriter and a writer for various magazines. She has also shared that she has drafted a few novels and that her poetry collection, Bright Dead Things, came from one failed attempt at writing fiction. Her writing process itself, she says, changes frequently. She used to write every day. Now, sometimes she'll go months without writing, still taking notes, but spending her time in a more repressive and observant mindset. Lamone is the author of five collections, Lucky Wreck and This Big World, both published in 2006, Sharks in the River, published in 2010, Bright Dead Things, published in 2015, and The Caring, published in 2018. She has also written two chapbooks, 99 Cent Heart in 2007 and What Sucks Us In Will Surely Swallow Us Whole in 2009. She was the finalist for the National Book Award and the Kingsley Tufts Poetry Award and the recipient of the National Books Critics Circle Award, Chicago Literary Award, Pushcart Prize, Autumn House Poetry Prize, and Pearl Poetry Prize. She has received fellowships from the Guggenheim, the New York Foundation for the Arts, the Providence Town Fine Arts Work Center, and the Kentucky Foundation for Women. But when asked about all of her accolades and successes, Lamone said that... The fun part is just being at home and riding in my sweatpants and then being like, I wrote a poem and I like it. There's nothing that compares to that. Nothing. Namone currently splits her time in Lexington and Sonoma, where she lives with her husband. She is on the faculty of the Queen's University of Charlotte Low Residency MFA program and the 24 Pearl Street online program for the Providence Town Fine Arts Work Center. Now, I'm going to share one of Lamone's poems called A New National Anthem, where she reflects on and questions this country's national anthem and the troubling history it erases and represents. So here's Ada Lamone's poem entitled a new national anthem. The truth is, I've never cared for the national anthem. If you think about it, it's not a good song. 
too high for most of us with the rocket's red glare. And then there are the bombs. Always, always, there is war and bombs. Once, I sang at our homecoming and threw even the tenacious high school band off-key. But the song didn't mean anything. Just a call to the field, something to get through before the plummeting of youth. And what of the stanzas we never sing? The third that mentions no refuge could save the hireling and the slave. Perhaps the truth is... Every song of this country has an unsung third stanza. Something brutal snaking underneath us as we blindly sing the high notes with a beer sloshing in the stands, hoping our team wins. Don't get me wrong. I do like the flag, how it undulates in the wind like water, elemental, and best when it's humbled brought to its knees, clung to by someone who has lost everything, when it is not a weapon, when it flickers, when it folds up so perfectly you can keep it until it's needed, until you can love it again, until the song in your mouth feels like sustenance, a song where the notes are sung by even the ageless woods, the short grass plains, the red river gorge, the fistful of land left unpoisoned, that song that's our birthright, that's sung in silence when it's too hard to go on. That sounds like someone's roughed fingers weaving into another's. That sounds like a match being lit in an endless cage. The song that says my bones are your bones and your bones are my bones. And isn't that enough? Yo, I love this poem. <laughs> um, it is absolutely beautiful. And the one thing that I love about this poem too is that I think it's it's a it's a poem that I feel like a lot of people of color can really just relate to because it's like we we love America so much but there's so much in america that we hate that we want to go away and so many times people are like oh like you're so ungrateful and da, 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 da. and it's like it's not being ungrateful it's like america is great to you right it's great but it's not great for all of us it's the institutions that's within america that doesn't make america sit right fully the land is great it's beautiful i love being in america but there's some things about our institutions that just got to change this poem immediately made me think of colin kaepernick you know taking a knee it really really illustrates what exactly he meant by taking a knee i love this poem so much it is absolutely powerful thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things ada limon make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family members and i'll see y'all next week bye Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast is produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Peter Davis. This episode was researched and written by Sakura Price alongside me, Nia Lewis. 
Special thanks to the entire GetLit staff and donors who make this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more, check out the rest of our episodes on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you then.